Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be asking the question Do you return the escrow money? Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor and go check out the website. It is pluminvestmentgroup.com. Happy Wednesday. Hey. Since we're talking about money today, I wanted to tell you about something. I've been printing money at my house. Should you be saying that? Saying that? I mean, yeah, I, have, I, mean. I have created a way at my house to generate an extra 60 to $80 a month. Legally? Legally, 100%. Well, I, I think so. <laughs> I think it's legal. It's not like you're putting green paper in a printer and... No. Oh, okay. I, I had a friend that did that when we were growing up and didn't work out too well for him. <laughs> he, he went down a bad path. Yeah. Between giving fake money to his dealers of the chemicals he fell in love with to the police busting in and stealing his printer and tracking it all back. That's a big thing. Like, you're not supposed to print money. No. When the Secret Service is assigned to that task, it's it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. But I guess that's more of an analogy of what I did. So today, or this morning before I came over to record with you, I gave my first scissor haircut for Jackson. (laughs) You're charging your son 60 to $80 no, to cut I'm his hair? No, I'm saving that because I would go normally to another place to get a haircut. So since Corona came around, uh, I started doing my own haircut. And I've done it since the pandemic started in March, except for once. And I went to the haircut place and I took Jackson one time during that time. We went together. And the lady, when she cut my hair, she's like, who's been doing your fade? And I was like, me? She goes, man, it's looking good. Mm. So I was like, okay, maybe I got to figure it out. So Jessica's like, I'm looking at Jackson. He's looking kind of scraggy. Jessica's like, you got to take him get his haircut. And I just cut mine for the the speaking engagement. So I did a fresh fade on mine, got it all cleaned up. And I was like, I bet I could cut it. And she's looking at me like, oh gosh, don't buzz cut it. And I was like, no, no. I said, if you want it long, I'll keep it long for you. So he got a fade up, his finger linked, looking good. He's a good looking kid now. <laughs> I mean, he's always a good looking kid. Yeah. You know? So are you done with a, a hair, <laughs> hair salon? I'm not going to say I'm done. But what I am going to say is the times between the times I go are going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot bigger time. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, and so you think about it, I, I spend 25 to 30 bucks, $35 with a tip to get my hair cut. If I can go once every two months to them and have them clean up the edges that I can't really get very well, but I can prolong that time. I mean, that saves some extra money. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not where I want to cut, cut money, but I, it, you know, it's about the experience for me, like going and being pampered. I get it. And I was like that until I had to wear a face mask to get my hair cut. And oh, I yeah. don't want to do that. It does. That is annoying. It's like the gym. I don't want to wear a face mask while I lift weights. Yeah, that one's real annoying. Obviously, uh, lucky enough, my gym doesn't make us wear it while we're lifting. Yeah. But you do have, have to wear it in. Our gym, you do. You have to wear it while you lift. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just thought since we were talking money today, I think you would get a kick out of that because I know you'd never let me cut your hair. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm willing to. I did pay a professional during quarantine and... <laughs> it was the worst haircut I've ever had. Yeah. So it's not like you could have done worse. I, I mean, I, Jessica looked at it and I think she was impressed that his hair looked, she's like, well, maybe you should go ahead and buzz it. And I was like, does it look bad or something? She's like, no, I just think maybe you could go a little higher. Cause she's always anti going high and tight on him. She likes a little bit longer hair. So I kept it longer. 
And I said, well, let me clean up the top a little bit more. I'm going to take a little bit more off the top and we can look at it. And she's like, I really like it. And he, he's happy. He's feeling clean, running around smiling. And then I made him jump in the pool so he get all the hair off of him. <laughs> so he was real excited. Don't you have to skim the pool after that, clean the yeah, hair? Yeah, it goes out? into the skimmer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I dusted him off before. He didn't jump in just full hair. Mm. It was like dusted and blew him off, but he had a little bit left. So it just add a little excitement to his day. All right, I like it. So talk about why we would ever want to give or do we give, or is there situations where you would give escrow money back? Because a lot of times when you work with a real estate agent or you do it yourself, we see a lot of guys that self-close and self-sell their properties. They say, hey, put a $500 doc fee down or escrow deposit until we can get the property closed. Uh, as your days as a realtor, you would do that to show the person was interested in open contract, open escrow. And today's question is, do you return the escrow money? Yeah. Are we telling our story specific? We can, or yeah. or we can go into situations where you would or where you wouldn't. Let's use our okay. scenario. Okay. So we had a property go under contract. Yep. It was listed by Realtors, an expensive property. Mm-hmm. And the person, the couple put their earnest money down. Mm-hmm. Three weeks go by. Everything's supposedly moving along just fine. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they call. They're past their option period, right? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they call. And in our scenario, supposedly have COVID. Mm-hmm. They're backing out of the deal Mm -hmm. and they know that they are past their time and they know that they may lose their money, but they wanted to see if we could get it back anyway. Okay. And so that's where we come in, right? It's like, well, you're past your option period. Mm -hmm. You've wasted three to four weeks of our time, Mm -hmm. but do we want that karma? Yeah. Well, so when you said, oh, they have COVID, like my case of COVID, if, if if it was COVID, that's what it was. It was like an allergy attack. It wasn't like a big thing. This person had underlying health conditions. The husband's on a ventilator. Supposedly. So, so, I mean, from what it, we know, from what we know, he's on a ventilator and they're giving him a week or two weeks to live. Right. So do, if it's true, if it's true. So do you take money from somebody that's about to die? Yeah. How, ah. how, how many shrewd business persons are out there? Like, I mean, I know I've, I've been burned by people telling me crap so many times in my life that I, I just assume like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm cynical about it, but I'm like, okay, how do we know for sure? Like you that's want me too. Yeah. It's, like, so I, t- I was talking to my dad about this, and he said, well, if it's a lie, it's an evil lie. Yeah. But people are people. Yeah. But I believe people are inherently good. Like, I, that j- I just believe that. And like, I, you know, so in my previous life, I was a manager, and I had to do investigations when people would take off work all the time. When people have those evil type lies, there's something usually going on. And then one of the ones I had to do, I was in an investigation, and the guy kept laying off family death. He had 13 brothers and sisters so he said that all died in a two-year period he showed up to the investigation with fake obituaries <laughs> okay that's and, evil and we're like we're reading them and it was like he just changed the name and put made up a picture and we're like dude what's what's really going on here he's like the, i had to stop the investigation like i because i was the hearing officer so i wasn't the one i wasn't like prosecutor defense i wasn't like that it's because it's not like that but it's I wasn't representing the company. I wasn't representing the, the employee because I, I wasn't union. I was the guy that was running it. So I had to stick to policy procedure. I had to stop it and be like, what's the real story here? Like this is, this doesn't look good in, in any, any way, form or fashion. You, you don't want to lie. And he's like, oh no, it's telling the truth. And I'm like, looking at him, I'm looking at his union rep, union rep I've known for years. And he, he looks at me, he's like, I, can I have a minute? And I was like, yeah. I think you ought to take that minute. And so we talked and turned out there was, you know, a bigger underlying issue. You know, there was, there was something going on personally and he was, he was drinking too much and we had to get, we ended up sending him to rehab. But, you know, in this situation, like you said, your dad said, this is an evil lie. And I, I want to believe that if somebody had to go to this length, that it's, there's something 
worse going on, and we don't want that karma. If he's telling the truth, we don't want that karma by taking that that yeah. man's funeral money. Yeah, my initial gut reaction was they knew when the option period was. Mm-hmm. You're probably ten days past that date. Mm-hmm. You forfeited the money. Mm-hmm. That was my initial gut reaction. Mm-hmm. But then immediate, yeah, that was like a real quick. Mm-hmm. But then immediate, it's like, well, if he's really dying, do I want to take a dying man's last thousand dollars? I can't. I couldn't live with that on my conscience, no. man. And I have done enough in this business to know that, like, I've, I've got guys that I've funded with Plum, and the contract says six months. It comes back, and you know, it's six months and three days, and their property gets under contract. Do I still send them their money? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have not just disowned somebody in that situation. Uh, and I, there's a few guys that I'm sure would attest to that that are in our group. And you know, for me, and I've said this from the very beginning, and we've talked about this on a couple different shows with different titles. It's like, can you look at yourself in the mirror about this later? You know, I, I had one last month that the people backed out. They just decided they didn't want the property. They decided, hey, I don't want it, and they they had put up earnest money, and they they I kept it. I mean, it's they just didn't want the property. They weren't on a deathbed with a ventilator in the background going, dude, 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 when they called our agent. They mm-hmm. just said, hey, we don't want the property more. We've decided to move on. We'll, we'll lose it. Yeah. And that, I'll be, this is a unique situation, right? But if they just called and didn't give that, and they're just like, yeah, we're backing out. I want to see if we can get the money back. Yep. I said, no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, get lost. Yeah. You're right. Thanks for wasting we're, our time. We, we, we upheld our end of the bargain on this one. But there's often extenuating circumstances there. And I... And, I sure hope somebody wouldn't use that to uh, like a, a lie at this time in, in the world we're in. But you say people are people. I mean, it's a good excuse for things right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going, you know, without paying other bills because of COVID, wh- whether it was like a real thing or not. Yeah. You know, I'm whatever. Right. It's like it's an excuse that someone could use at this time. Interesting. You say that. So I want to throw this at you, Mr. Got serious question, man. COVID is the thing that's going on. It's pandemic. There are bills that are being allowed to postpone them. If you're not affected in any negative way, do you think it's still okay to postpone your bill? I want to say I do think it's okay, uh-huh. but I never really sat down and thought about it. My gut reaction says, if that's something they're allowing, yeah, then go for it. So, And, and, and I say that, and, I, and I'm going to tell them myself here, about 25% of my people right off the bat that I have terms deals with reached out and they said, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Three of which came forward and said, hey, man, we can't make our payments. We, we've lost our job. We can't work. We can't do something. And so I gave them, you know, hey, pay one month, and I'll give, I'll roll three to the end for you. So they took off one, paid one, and then gave them three to the end. And so I have three like that, um, and they're all coming up this month. But because I did that, my truck place, the place I have my truck financed, they're like, hey, do you want to skip three payments? Just click here if you do. I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. I'll, I'll skip three payments on my truck. And I used that money and invested it back into my business. Now, whether that was new computer, a new software, a coach for something, you know, that piece, it's cheap. It's 3% interest. I made the, what I did is I ended up writing a check for what the interest would be for those three months and paid that. And so that left me with the principal for those three months. And I use that on myself, like on the business to improve something. Yeah. When I hear you say that, I don't immediately think anything negative, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that you're doing it maliciously. Yeah. Whereas I could see someone getting out using COVID as a malicious tactic to like get out of something that they, you know, like a contract that they didn't want to be in. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was like the, the PPP loans and the employee or the, and was it the employee disaster loan? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those EDIL, EDIL, whatever those, the acronyms were. So like, I felt that if you applied for something like that, you needed to be actually hampered business-wise or doing something to help prevent you from doing that. And a lot of us, when we applied for that, didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, I, 
I think there's there's a fine line there. Like you know, some of the big corporations that took a ton of money and found out, hey, I can still let somebody go at this point, mm-hmm. and I still get to keep all the money. Then they were doing that, and they were, they were planning to cut the fat anyways. That, it's kind of a little sketch, but I mean, yeah. as long as it's legal, I guess it's legal. I think it comes down for me is whether it's intent, malicious intent was okay was the the factor. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So in our situation, we did say okay, release the funds back to them. Yeah, we did, mm-hmm. and the property's back on the market. Okay. And I feel good about it. Okay. Any uh, showings do you know on it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do. Uh, it just sucks. Yeah. Right. And especially the not knowing part. Like I, I, my dad brought up the idea. He's like, well, you know his name. Just search the obituaries every couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah Google his name. Right. That's I know true. where he lived and I, I know his name. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. Like I don't want to hear someone dying. <laughs> Let's make that very clear here. Right. So if you heard his I, I don't died, want to prove, prove in point by knowing he died. So if he died, you're just going to be like, Whew, we did the right thing. But if he lives, are we going to call him back and be like, say, bro, still got that land in Oklahoma. Maybe it depends on how long the land sits. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Find out two months from now he's back at work. Yeah. And it's probably unsold. Okay. Guess what, buddy? Hey, we got it. Prices went up a little bit though. <laughs> yeah, we added in your interest <laughs> for the year. Oh man. Well, I think it's good that we we both have those conversations. I mean, I, and I remember the conversation coming in, and you call in saying, "Well, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "This guy ain't got no COVID." He ain't. But you know, he had some underlying health issues and yeah, COPD, COPD, and then being on a ventilator or a respirator, or whatever. If that's a true story, then you know, we wish the best for him and his family. And I, I'm glad that we both run the mindset is we don't want to be the person that is that shrewd of a businessman that just takes that thousand dollars because we can make a thousand dollars elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the grand scale of the profit of that property, a thousand dollars is not even, yeah, we make it back when we get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I almost feel like dirty for having the conversation now out loud. Why? I don't know. I don't, I, are we jerks for being so questioning them? I don't think it's a jerk thing to question everything in life because you know, they, they say, what, what is the saying? And I'm going to butcher it, but, you'll never meet a dumb person that's curious mm-hmm. and curiosity is what you, you, you question things. You, that's the root of just trying to be better and understanding all angles of it. You know, is 99% of the people in the world, are they good? Yes. Is, is 99% chance this guy's not lying? Yeah. But we have to be able to have those conversations and question them. the tough conversations are going to be what differentiates a successful person from a non-successful person. If we knew he was lying, do we go back and try to sue or anything? No, we yeah. just, but it's human nature to question and I, I implore people to question everything. You know, you, you get these sales calls for people calling from the course and like, well, I just met you. I don't know you. Go Google us. Mm-hmm. Go look at our websites. Go look at, listen to the podcast and see if it's something that is something that really interests you. I, I don't want you to buy a product from me you're not going to like or not want to do because, you know, hey, it is what it is. I and mean, it's not about the dollar at the end of the day because this is just a secondary thing to us. It's not a primary thing. Mm-hmm. And with anything in life, you need to be able to question that and look at it, research it, get an idea. But you can't get stuck at that. You have to make a decision from once you do your research or you look at it a little bit deeper and, and go. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I, we did the right thing. I feel, I feel good about it, and I, I wish that guy all the best, Yeah. even though I would like to know if it's real or not. Yeah. That, that brings up another point, man. I, I saw I read today, and I, a guy that I grew up with, he was my neighbor, and it was the first like memory I have on a bicycle. The guy passed away today. So uh, I know they don't listen to the show, but I wish him and his family a and little send off of condolences. Um, you know, like I said, one of the earliest memories I have, my mom was, mom was a single mom at the time. They lived next door to us and they put me on this, what I thought was this monster hill and pushed me down. It was a white bike with red tires. I remember it vividly. And, uh, 
it's really not a big hill. Mm-hmm. It's a flat road. Yeah, I was going to bring that up next. Yeah, you ever go back and look at those things? Like, that, it must have. It just must have like it leveled out. Yeah, over it's the years. yeah. They, the earth shifted or something. But it's sad to see that. But you know, it's kind of I, I jokingly say that about us at our age we are now. It's the time that we start seeing our our friends, families, and the parents start to kind of pass, and it's sad, but it is. It's a reality of life, and you know, you plan for it. Tell the people you love, you love them. And and know that you know that's always an option. <laughs> now that it's gotten dark. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's let's end it today. today. That okay. high energy you had earlier today <laughs> yeah. moved. It moved. It moved into the depth. Yeah, of death. Um, and that's and that's not to, you know, I think there needs to be a yin and yang in these conversations. You know, we have to have those real conversations. Every everything's not always rainbows and butterflies, but life is what you make of it and how you observe what's going on around you and in the legacy you leave behind because we all leave some kind of ripple effect behind us. All right, cool. We'll end it there then. Yes, sir. All right, final thoughts from Justin. All right, guys, it's uh, Wednesday. Hope you had a good day. And as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Friday. See you guys.